Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast for this Sunday night. I'm Gav, that's Keith, that's Danny, that's Chris. Um, no football on, so we thought we'd come on and talk about football, if that's okay. <laughs> um, this week we're going to talk about contract renewals because they seem to be big moment with regards to several players. We're going to talk about the role agents paying it because, you know, we hear stuff about, oh, this club are talking to that club. There's just agents throwing loads of stuff around to see what will happen. Um, we're going to talk about more players that have joined Liverpool's pre-seasons or will do in the next couple of days. Um, the force of the pre-season friendlies are coming during the week and anything else that comes up in the chat as well. And we'll have a little chat about what's coming on the day trippers next season. You might have seen a tweet on Friday night with regards to that. But we will have a little chat towards the end with regards to the shows, the people that are on and what we're looking to do next season. Um, Lads, you're very welcome. Uh, Sean, he's still carrying on channel. Um, he's doing great. Uh, Grizz has won another jersey off somebody by the looks of it. And, uh, <laughs> Keith, Keith has knocked the South American stuff on the head because he was sweating last Sunday night trying to wear that Italian top after Italy had won the Euro, so he's gone back to Wonder Arm. Yeah, just great. an L Wonder Arm on the Great to see. Uh, we'll start with Contract Nils, lads. Um, Grizz, I'm going to come to you first. There is numerous players um, Henderson it looks like they're going to try to tie down on a deal to the end of his career they're the words they're using Alisson looks like he's close to agreeing you've got Virgil you've got Salah you've got Firmino um, Mane uh, Fabinho there's loads of them there that are in around the two years left and whatever what do you make of all this because the Henderson one you know that came out t- today I think yeah, yesterday or today when it came out people are like Oh, 31. Um, how many years is he getting and making comparisons to Gino and Aldam? And I've seen people saying, like, going on as if Gino and Aldam wasn't offered a contract. But what do you make of this, Grizz? Is it just, is it just the things they do? Because that, that's how football clubs work. Because it looks like to me that you're not allowed to renew a contract now unless you sign a player. Yeah, look, from the club's point of view, one of their main objectives this summer or this, yeah, this summer or the, at some point this year was to, to keep hold of the Goodens. And that's exactly what they're doing. We've got a lot of Goodens on our books. Um, players that are absolute legends in my eyes. And we're trying to tie them down like any 
well-run operation or club would, would look to do. And, and there's, there's no drunk behind that. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Obviously, you'll always get fans that are that are more opinionated than others and, and and will always look to compare, like, why didn't X get one and why is Y getting one? That's throughout the history of football, isn't it? So today's, or this week's latest uh, gripe is, why is Henderson getting one and, and not Ginny Wijnaldum? Well, the club uh, decided to offer Ginny a, a contract and he did. he's the one who decided not to accept it or take it or didn't think it was worthwhile. Um you know, Henderson has decided or will decide it is worthwhile. And that's about as far as it goes, really. I mean, you can look into the to the to the finer details of it and, and talk about it. But I, I don't know, for me it's a boring topic to just keep comparing it to players that are no longer at the club anymore. But exactly. you know, for the sake of podcast and YouTube content, we can talk about it. You can get the, the opinion of other guys. But for me, it's a non non-topic. Ginny was offered a deal that he didn't like. And him and his agent didn't think it was worthwhile. Um, at some point we had to, and we've discussed this to death again, at some point we had to look to reduce the age of our team. And, it, you know, Ginny was the full guy, so to speak, or you could say mixture of us offering him a deal that he didn't like and him not accepting. Henderson, in my opinion, won't be discussing any deals with his agent in terms of I want X amount, I want X deal. He'll be, whatever they'll give him, he'll sign on the dotted line and uh, we'll appreciate him and he'll appreciate us. Yeah, I think that's very fair. You know, I think Gina Manaldon was offered a deal. It wasn't what he wanted and he's gone and got a deal somewhere else. Um, it looked like Barcelona. It ended up at PSG. And Keith, I suppose, <clears throat> without getting into the whole fucking semantics of it all, but it, it, the way it came across to me today was that Jordan, I just took it as Jordan Henderson is signing a new deal. And I'm going to be honest with you. Jordan Henderson is 30, 31 years of age. Okay, he's under contract until 2023. So he's two years left. So he's 33 at that stage. And they're looking to probably extend until he's probably 34, 35. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've no real issue with that. But I'd probably wait a little bit longer simply because of the record with his regards of his injuries over the last year, 18 months. And that's just me. That's not me having a go at Jordan Henderson. That's just me, but the club know more than me. But the way it came across to me, Keith, is that as soon as any contract stuff comes out, it's like, uh, uh, you know, are we not signing fucking players? You know, as if literally we've just shelved all transfers and we're only concentrating on getting Jordan Henderson a contract. That's all I'm like. That's the way it came across to me. I, I If you want to argue with me about the whole ins and outs of Jordan Henderson getting an extended deal until he's 35. I'll have that. But I don't see why Jordan Henderson signing the deal has anything to do with anything else and why he should do. Well, does it? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it just, you know, players sign contracts all the time, clubs toy players down all the time. Does this go back to the old transfer committee thing with Liverpool that it gets highlighted and it gets over-exaggerated when Liverpool are offering extensions? Jordan Henderson, Mm -hmm. I mean, Jordan Henderson is Liverpool's captain. Jordan Henderson is Jurgen Klopp's general on the pitch. People getting upset about Jordan Henderson signing a contract and being one of the first to sign a new contract. They need to stop that because Henderson is a key component of this squad. Do you know what I mean? the, the problem we have with Liverpool with contracts, right, is I think they've left too many of them Around going the into point. their last two. Because I'm going to yeah. list off all the players who are out of contract next summer, right? Salah, next summer. 
next summer oh the, sorry 2023 so going into yeah. two years now left yeah. on that deal right Salah Mane Fabinho Van Dijk Firmino Naby Hendo Ox and then you've got a load you've got Wilson Gruyat Shakiri Phillips to uh, Winnie Reese Williams and Ojo so you'd expect the bottom half to be either moved on or not to be impacted mm-hmm. but I mean the reality is as much as we can say Naby Keita will get sold and all that they've a huge decision on him and Ox because they're all going in. If they don't give them a contract, and this was one of the reasons why I was saying I would have moved the likes of Mane and Fabinho on, because it's either paid them big money. The last Mane and Firmino, I think you meant to say there, did you? Yeah, what did I say? Fabinho? Fabinho. No, 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 sorry, Firmino. Um, I would have moved those lads on. I was because... about to clip him. I was about to clip him. <laughs> you, you know me, I'm nasty like that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. I'm Fabinho says, Fabinho says, but no, because there's, there's a lot of big contracts to be done, and you know Liverpool's salary, the the wage bill is so high. That's because of our success. We have to pay the players that have got us there. Do you know what I mean? We have to pay the players that have got us there. People say, why didn't we pay Genie? Well, you can't pay them all. And I was vocal enough about it that I would have moved Genie on regardless. I would have sold him last summer when he still had a value. Um, but I think Henderson. People need to get get off the the issues about Henderson signing a contract. The club had that Dortmund. He had Sebastian Kell playing. He was the club captain. He had him playing up until his mid thirties as well. Club values leadership. He values consistency. He values all the attributes that Jordan Henderson brings to the team. And he does suffer with injuries, but he plays yeah. a lot. And when he plays, he gives value to the team. When he doesn't play, he gives value to the team as well in the opposite way. Do you know what I mean? So pe- people will throw in the age-old Naby Keita versus Jordan Henderson. Naby doesn't miss as much as Hendo. But it's what Hendo provides when he's there that, that puts him above the likes of Naby and Ox. It's consistency and it's it's the price of our success that we just have to, you know, we have all these lads that there are big boys. We have to pay them. Um, and if that takes a bit of precedent, which it doesn't really, we've signed Kanate. People think we, we're not making transfers. We signed Kanate. We got that one in early. I think we'll get another two in the door before the season starts. That's my opinion on it. And I think that'd be decent standard as well. So we'll look back at this and say, well, what's the problem? You renew your players that are there and you bring in a couple. Do we want to be in a situation where we're buying six and seven players in a, in a transfer window? I know I said that a few weeks ago when we were doing the fantasy game. But the reality is you don't want to be that. You just want to be adding two or three if you can into a, into the squad and replenishing it. just happens all these lads are at the same age, approaching 30, and it's a big contract for them. It's a last big deal. So I suppose you just pick that poison on who you give them to. Genie missed out. You look at what Genie was on compared to what they valued him at, compared to what he got at PSG. I think he well, trebled his wages or something going to PSG. Liverpool were never going to give him that. Yeah. Shawnee. You know, Keith's put off a list there and some of them you have to nail down. Alisson, Van Dijk, Fabinho. Um, you could argue over Firmino, but I think I think Klopp values him a bit like Keith says. Uh, Klopp values Henderson. You've got Mane, you've got Salah. And they, if you look at all them, all things being equal, they are ones that you'll absolutely um, nail to the wall as soon as you can. And then you have got big decisions on Ox and, and Keita simply because of their injury records. A bit like I said about Henderson because Henderson, for me, has fallen into that a little bit. Um, but Having said that, he could come out and play 26 league games next season. And, uh, you know, I'm an idiot, and th- that's fair enough. I'm an idiot most of the time. Um, but, but Shawnee, like, I seen a comment there a few minutes ago, and I think this is where it's coming from. The comment, and it's gone off my screen, so I can't bring it back. And it is, 
that this person doesn't want to see at the end of the transfer window, James Pierce telling you, or James Pierce or others telling you that the reason we didn't be so active or weren't so active in the transfer windows because we we have nailed down these guys to new contracts and that has to be taken into consideration. Do you see that, Shani? Because they always knew they were going to have to pay them these contracts and they always knew that this transfer window was coming. Surely at the end of this transfer window, Shani, we're not turning around going, oh yeah, we've put five or six on contracts, but we haven't brought in enough to supplement them. You can't see that happening, can you? No, no chance. No chance at all. I just, people linking the new signings coming in to, to contract negotiations, they're not mutually exclusive. Like, nothing got to do with another and to say that we can't be working on transfer deals because we're working on contract negotiations well that's rubbish as well because these are massive teams it's not just Michael Edwards on its own Michael Edwards would have his own team he'd have his own people out working on each specific deal so to speak so people just need to relax in my opinion now that's my opinion I'm not going to tell people how to support Liverpool or what they should or shouldn't be doing, but just relax. Like, have we not learned how many times have this setup made people look silly in, in hindsight? And it's always in hindsight because we didn't sign Werner last year and everyone was going mental, but we end up getting Diogo Jota. Yeah, we pay probably five million less for what we would have, but we didn't have to activate a release clause. We didn't have to pay him 250 grand a week and break the transfer budget and we could pay Wolves whatever way we liked so Liverpool always do the deal that's the best for Liverpool and it's always been that way so even look they're not going to give players contracts who don't deserve them it's as simple as that I know Adrian got a contract this year and that's one thing I will say I'm not sure why they done that because if you ask me they probably could have got an English keeper in and used them in, in in another way, you know what I mean, in terms of the logistics of the squad and the homegrown yeah. stuff and stuff like that. But yeah. people just need to relax, Gav. It's the same old, same old. It's pre-season bingo. The people will be going mental next week when we don't win a pre-season game, saying that, scrap the season before the ball is even kicked. Like, put it this way, if the Premier League kicks off next Saturday and every single club goes into the season, the way they are. We we win the Premier League next year. Yeah. It's yeah. as simple as that. I agree with you. It's as simple as that. And uh, people can... Uh, and I'd argue down to the ground. Our 11 is the best in the league. It's as simple as that. Now, there is work to be done and I think it will be done. But these contract situations have become more important than ever. Look at Pogba. Look at look at Alaba. Look at uh, who else is in the in a bit. Aguero ended up going. Look at Messi, the greatest footballer of all time, the most marketable footballer in the world, is a free agent still to this moment. Now he is going to sign a deal, but he's a free agent. So these things do matter. Like these things are important. They're not. They're not the glamorous new shiny toy. But like Chris says, it's important to keep the big boys around, especially when they're the best in class. If you have the best goalkeeper in the world, you better pay to keep him. If you have the best centre-back in the world, you better pay to keep them. And they will. They will get deals done for Fabinho. 
I, I believe Salah will be the last to get his deal done because, to be honest with you, I think Salah's going to be end up being the highest paid player in the club's history. And if you're giving Salah probably 280, 300 grand a week, then the agents of Fabinho and Virgil mm-hmm. will be sniffing that off the bat. Do you know what I mean? So you've got to be tactical with this, even though the players are already at the club. It is strategic. It's all strategy. The only reason Henderson is getting a contract is because I'd imagine Henderson's probably taking the same money that he's already on. Wouldn't be too much more. And probably a year extension. But because we're not bringing in the signings, everyone's losing that shit. You know what I mean? It's we we didn't not give Genie a contract to not give or to give Hendo a contract. They're not intrinsic. That they're not they're not linked at all. So people just need to relax. That's that's all I'm saying is it's what now the 18th of July. Look, before the Chelsea game last year, that was the second game of the season. We signed Thiago and Jota in the space of 48 hours. The club have the irons in fires and they're ready to pull the trigger on deals. They just need to get the ball moving in terms of outcomes. And we, it's not a sell to buy. It's the logistics <laughs> of the squad, Gav. Yeah, well, and it's, like, it's all strategic. Like, this isn't like FIFA. You can win and press X. You can win yeah. and press X. Much do they want? You negotiate. Yeah, bang. That's what you... It doesn't work like that. There's so much admin work and everything else that goes into transfers that, to be honest with you, us four and the general public are too fucking stupid to even comprehend what goes on in these days. Definitely it's us four. Yeah. It's mental. It's mental. Like, so we just say, deal agreed, bang, 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 bang. Like, I'm, I'm seeing on forums, United fans are going spare because they haven't released the video of Sancho holding up a jersey. The, this spoiled brat. Another done deal. It is a done deal. Well, it's still it not is. official. Yeah, but it's you know. It, but but this one, but this what I'm saying. This is how long a, an actual deal that's done is taking exactly. to release. You know, that sort exactly. of way. We're, we're a week after. Like, we're a week after the Euros now. He's on holidays here. The way. thing is, it, it's the thing, Gav. Is people automatically reject the positive news, and then they already they all pile in on the negative news. So, for example, he's not coming. Oh, for fuck's sake, this is a lot of bollocks. But tomorrow we could be linked to Mbappe and everyone be like, oh, that's never going to happen. Why are they writing about that? These are journalists. They have Monday to Friday jobs. They have to fill sheets and news columns. Don't believe everything you read because if that was the case, we'd have 26 midfielders, 30-odd defenders, and we'd have every striker under the sun who's 23 and under who can play across the front three will be at the club. Look, but you know what, Shani? It's all just linked players, isn't it? They're all linked by the media, by by people linked on Twitter and all that. Do you know what I mean? And people say, oh, they, they, they're just missing out on these. But they're not players they are actually fucking bidding on or we even know that they're interested in. The Jota one came out of nowhere last season. No one saw yeah, the Jota. Sure. My, my made-up source knew that Saul was trying to live up here before anyone else did. And I made yeah. him up. And he was still right. You know what I mean? So that's the way it is. Jonathan Davis. Like Chris Chris says, the game's the game. Yeah. Jonathan Davis um, thank fuck Jonathan Davis isn't in charge because he said to be honest Shawnee I'm pretty crap at doing deals on FIFA as well so um, Jonathan don't be rocking around Anfield looking for a job within the transfer committee because we will just, be those. just give them the um, deal that they want just yeah, yeah X or accept yeah. that yeah it's more than I wanted to pay but uh, let's get this deal yeah. done yeah. now the one thing the one thing that's come up as well and before we get on to agents and stuff like that because agents have a huge role to play in it and, and they go out with a way to 
put our client's name out there in any way possible just yeah. to nudge somebody or give someone, you know, you know, this might be water and stuff like that. Or even if they're trying to get a move to club A, they'll throw some out about a club B to make club A come back in, you know, the usual, but you know, people are saying, you know, Liverpool are signed Canati and that's fine. Right. Um, People are saying we haven't signed another player because we haven't got people out. Um, Grizz, this sell to boy thing, I, I, I don't really get it because I, I don't believe that Liverpool are sitting there going, we have to get rid of Origi or Shakiri and or both and whoever else before we can sign another player. I don't believe that. And people will say, well, we're selling to boy. I don't really get into that because the way I look at it is it's a business. Now, if... You don't want to if you don't want to get rid of a few before you bring people in, or you don't want to just let people know that that's absolutely fine because you're only weakening your hand. And you know, as a business, I don't really care what Liverpool spent, and I don't really care what they bring in once they're happy with it. If you get what I'm saying, what do you make on these on these outgoings or possible outgoings? Um, you know, because we're, we're seeing tonight that Saul is being linked with Manchester United now. He's being linked with Chelsea. He's being linked with Liverpool. And, you know, if he goes to Chelsea or, Liverpool or Manchester United, people say, oh, that's because Liverpool didn't sell players. What do you make of this, Chris? Is it, is it just a case of, look, they're going to leave and, and that's it. Don't be worrying about it. I don't. They don't depend on each other, do they? Really? No, of course they don't. Look, the, the, the simplistic way of looking at it is, if that was the case, are we really saying, so for example... Let's say we don't manage to sell anyone in a mad hypothetical situation, right? We don't manage to sell anyone. I still think we will buy two. And that would be the theory of sell to buy in the bin. What it comes down to, I mean, obviously, I, I mean, I don't know where this sell to buy phrase has come from, actually. If you, if you, if you actually analyze it or try to work it out, where does it come from? It's not come from the club directly. No one. No, the I, club think, I said, think I think people think it's sell to boy, and that this all came from the Coutinho thing. You know, we sold Coutinho, and then we bought. Yeah, not so really true. We really true back, because we are buying, we are buying, we are buying Van Dijk. We are buying Van Dijk for Coutinho. Ever true? Lads, lads, let's imagine this is a quiz. All right, let's imagine this is a quiz night, and I ask you to name me a club that hasn't sell to buy. I don't think you'd be able to name me a club that doesn't sell and uh, or to buy. No, sell and boys. Yeah, it's 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 yeah, yeah. but it's part, it's part and parcel of business. Exactly. There is not a club that isn't a business anymore, and we are part of that business family. So well, every single... that, well, it depends how you define it because Liverpool are a very very well run business. And listen, so yeah, exactly. But I always, I always, the way I always think about it is. Like if we if we say for argument's sake we sold our last ten players for a hundred million and we spent hundred and fifty million and you see where the club is now, you go, that's fucking brilliant. And you you actually look at the likes of say a Leicester, right? And they go, they're brilliant in the transfer market. And you look at the team they have for Leicester. Liverpool are very, very good at it. You know, they managed to get good fees in. But I always ask myself the question, would you be happier if Liverpool just let all these players go for one, two million and then just spent the same money on Salamane, Van Dijk, Firmino, whatever it might be. And I wouldn't be, because I'd be kind of going, well, Harry is not selling better. You know, sort of way, if, if we let if we let Origi go for 3 million, and we let Shaqiri go for 3 million, right, and we signed two players that we we're going to sign regardless, would people be happier? Because we 
We didn't rely on that. It seems like we're not allowed to rely on incoming money yeah. to spend on outgoings. Any yeah, business I mean, out there absolutely. relies on incomings and outgoings to balance of themselves off. Of but that's not do. me. That's not me defending FSG for anything that might happen this summer. I'm very open about it. I think FSG have to step away from the, the model that they've shown over the last five, six, seven, ten years, wherever it might be. Because I do believe that a the contract situations for many, b the um, the lack of movement in January, and c what other teams are going to do, although we can't affect it, we need to be in a position where we're able to strengthen. And to strengthen, we're going to have to spend more than what we usually would, in my opinion. But then again, as Shawnee teacher self told me many of the time, Klopp just picks these players and they come in and you're going, 30 million, ah, he's not fucking great. And next thing, look at him. He's brilliant, Chris. Do you know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah, I've lost track of the point that I was going to make and you've made now. But look, I agree with everything you've said. There is there is absolutely no harm. In fact, it's only good that your club is ran brilliantly from a business point of view. Sell to buy is just a phrase that is being brought up on social media since social media. There is no club, as I said, there is no club that doesn't sell and then buys. It's all about offloading players that you don't need. What we can criticise Liverpool Football Club, and I have criticised Liverpool Football Club, FSG and, and Edwards, you know, they, they work as tandem, is is the fact that they haven't done enough in the last couple of windows, meaning, which has meant, culminated in this window where everyone's expecting, including myself, at the start of the window, a lot yeah, of work. You, you, you've always felt like one, one pair short. That's been yours, yeah. And even outgoing, not just incoming, even outgoing. And so, therefore, we've left with the players and we've done, we played the fantasy game a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Where me and Keith wanted to sell 11 players each. But if you actually analysed it and take away the, the, the fantasy element, we're probably justified and we probably can make a case for each one of those 8 mm. to 11 players to be gone. Because this literally just sat there absolutely useless to this football club. And that's the, and that's the, look, it, it, but it, it, and it's unfortunate that all these players, Deadwood, call it what you want, have, have, are needed to be sold in the worst possible window for a seller. This is not a seller's market. And we're, and we're just like anyone else suffering. Look, nobody even knows, or no, nobody knows, but Chelsea have just sold a centre back from their reserves for 20 million. Who? Like to uh, to let to Crystal Palace. I, I can't even pronounce his name. So this is business. Chelsea. We're talking about Chelsea, who are about to lodge a hundred fifty million pound bid for Haaland, We're told. How good is that business? Selling a, a reserve centre back for twenty million. Chelsea and Man City are the best that they own it. Like Chelsea have well, been owned for years. The word, the, word, the word "best" is it has to be used loosely. Because yeah, sure. they they ran off they ran off if they ran off a sovereign state and an, and a Russian oligarch like yeah you know what I mean like yeah, you have to you have to take in context of what happens. But, but what Chelsea do? Man City, Man City are going to raise a hundred million. Yeah, that's in ambitious for the time that they even touch a squad player. So a player, not even a not one single player who was making match day squads because they Surely, have. We know you know you know, we know United are trying to offload Pogba, James Lingard. Yeah. Every club does it. It's part and parcel yeah. of business. Well, Shani, but yeah. to say, right. let me just well, quickly finish my point and then you look and crack on. The point, the original point about sell to buy, like, it's not a thing. 
as I've, I've literally explained, even if we managed to, in the worst case scenario, let's just say we've got rid of only two players. We're still bringing in players. The only difference or the only important no, uh, um, factor in all this is how much we can raise because without doubt that affects the kitty. So yeah. that's the only that's, thing that's that... been the way since since the, the the beginning of the time. Like I, I, I remember, go, say, I remember going back to the mid nineties. I remember going back. I remember going back to the mid nineties. I remember going back to the mid nineties. And air and and you think you think war chest is a fucking like a recent thing? It's not. That was that was the talk ever since probably the Premier League started. It was always the war chest, and the reason I get into war chest is because such and such is leaving. You know what I mean? But if I go through, if I go through Liverpool's starting eleven, right? Allison has seventy five million, right? You have you have Trent, who's who's an academy graduate. That's great business, okay? You have Robertson at eight million. It's great business. Would you turn him down now because it's only eight? Of course you wouldn't. You've got Kanati at thirty six. You've got Van Dijk at seventy five. You've got Firmino at forty. You've got um, you've got Thiago at. Uh, 20, was it 25 million quid? 25 you, million. Yeah, you've got Henderson at 20 million quid 10 years ago. Okay, you've got Salah at 34, you've got Firmino at 30, and you've got Mane at around 30 to 34. That is fucking exceptional business. And sometimes I get the feeling that people would rather us sign, regardless of how they do, spend 80 million. Regardless of how they do, just spend 80 million to say we've spent 80 million. I, You know, I, I find it hard to when I look at these and go, you know what, I don't, and, and I keep going back to it, and I have to, pre, I have to caveat with, I believe they need to do a bit more. I have to caveat with that because I, I do believe that. But but at the end of the day, when I look at Liverpool on the pitch, I just go, that's a fucking phenomenal team. I don't care how they came about it. That's a phenomenal team. And then when you look at the figures, it actually gets more impressive. But at the same time, I understand people that go, the 11 is brilliant, lads, but we definitely need one or two, if not three more, as a backup and for able, for us to be able to, because it is a squad game and we always talk about it. And when you look at the squads that Chelsea will potentially build, I'm not too worried about United, but Man City that have that squad and, and will add to and take players out and put players in and strengthen. I do get where people's frustrations come from, but at the same time, you need to stop forgetting the figures. Just look at what's fucking there. And, yeah, and that's just, where it goes. I have, to read, I have to read the just super chat. The because look at the calendar. Yeah, I have to read the super chat. Uh, Musa LFC, uh, sorry, Musa LFC, sorry, says, 21 says, and thanks for the super chat. He says, essentially, every club is sell to buy. No one can stockpile players anymore. And each team is only allowed to register a certain number of players. And that's true as well. There is a bit of stockpiling that does go on at times um, on loans. and But that's where Chelsea make their money back because they bring these back off loan. They've been impressive to get 20 million off somebody and away they go. Uh, Billy Cometio says... Um, Grizz, Pakistan losing to the England B team. What's going on? Is this in cricket? Yeah. What was the cricket? crease like? Cricket? What's that? Oh, solid crease. Solid crease. Was it? Um, yeah. yeah. Solid crease. Yeah, the, the there you yeah. go. Billy Cometio regrets that super chat now. Like he's talking about <laughs> yeah. channel. Talk just, about cricket. Uh, fuck's sake. When, just remember when you go to bed tonight and you feel a little bit bad, there's a fellow on the internet pretending to be an under-19s Liverpool player sending super chats on the YouTube channels. There you go. Uh, but look, he won't be doing any more after that. Just very quickly, he knows himself. Just very quickly about about the players and the business and you know everything. Sometimes and not sometimes, a lot of the time, you know, we all we all get engrossed in transfers. Like fucking, yeah. who am I kidding? Right? 
right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you're the war study. But 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 the, but, <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, and these are facts, right? If you analyze the business that has been done in the last year or so, right, and analyze our one, compare it to anybody else's. Tell me a club. Name me a club. It's quiz time again, lads. Okay. Name me a club that's done biz- better business than Tiago Jota Konate in the last within a calendar year. For how much in total, lads? That's 50, 50, 80 million. 95 million. Yeah. Under 100 million. Yeah. 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 So sit back and relax and let's let's analyze that. Tell me a club that is on top of already a fantastic fucking squad that was absolutely mullered with injuries. Yeah. Has done that business and knows Don't get me wrong. Again, like Gav said at the start, caveat it with there's still more to go. A lot of people right? are saying Chelsea have done better business yeah. in the last calendar year. They're right, joking so. me. Well, well, they're looking to the blade and get rid well, of Zoyech. Werner hasn't done that and Havertz hasn't done that. On. Wow. Wow. Silva. You're joking on me. On top of the fact they, they nearly ended up outside the top four before they won yeah. the Champions League last year. On top of that, they paid colossal money for Havertz who for large parts was shy. They yeah. paid 50. Just let's call it what it is. Yeah, he was good at the back end. Right? I'm, I'm astounded people have said Chelsea. Like, yeah. Fair enough. I, I'm astounded. I think, I think the Chelsea, in fairness, I think the Chelsea business, I don't, up to now, I don't think it's better business than what we've done. No. But having said that, having said that, we haven't seen Canati play. Thiago Chelsea. was out for a little bit. But you may yeah. see the best of that Chelsea business coming into this. No, season. no, you won't. Because Chelsea didn't get any player for less than what they were worth. They overpaid for every single one of them. They paid 60 yeah. million for Chilwell. But this is no. why I was very clear with my words, Shawnee. Exactly that. I exactly. said the best business we've business. done. Uh, yeah. Business. Not the best player. That's a great yeah. show. Leicester. Leicester always do good business. Yeah. But Leicester, but Leicester, well, they do good business and I agree with you because I know um, one of the players they've signed, Keith, is a massive fan of. Um, he's a midfielder. Sorry. To marry, um, they've signed the lad of Leipzig, not Leipzig, off their Salzburg. mates, Salzburg, uh, Pats and Dacke. Um, they're looking at Kabak, I think, and there was another player that was linked with them during the week. Um, they got one version for free, which is very good business. That's a so fucking great deal. That's a great deal. But what totally. I'm saying is, but Leicester, Leicester are probably building themselves up for a big sale, i.e., yeah. a Madison. Or an Indeedy or a Sionju because yeah, that's how Leicester work. Every year, the last that's five years, they've sold. Yeah, they've sold. Yeah. That's their model. They've sold. And in fairness to them, they have got a lot of money. But I think Leicester are a very straight down the line, a very honest club. And I don't think they're a bitchy club or a spiteful club. And I think if a player wants to move on and progress, I don't, they're not the sort that will be pricks about it and that's the only way I can put it and I, I think in fairness that, that, that endears Leicester to me anyway because the way I look at it is you know you've seen players like um, Kante uh, Drinkwater was a fucking he should have stayed where he was but yeah, the likes of Chilwell it is great it is great business and players, players see the greener grass and all that sort of stuff but the impression so, I get is that Leicester will <laughs> sign players and if you want to leave you can go but we'll continue on the way or the way we are and I think they're very very good at that There's the yin and yang, like the people are saying Chelsea and they Leicester were able to get 40 million off Chelsea for Danny Drinkwater. That's yeah. not good business. That's just having a load of money. Chelsea bought Zoyek last year and they can't give him away this window. Yeah. They mm-hmm. paid 
and everyone thought that was a great deal at 35 million. So if you throw a load of fucking shit at a wall, some of it is going to stick. So mm. you well, can, it doesn't mean they, that business is great. They bought the most high-profile players, but they didn't do the best business. They, look, Grace has got Grace hit the nail on the head there. We bought all bought all of those players for under under a hundred million, and then on top of that, we get twenty-five million for Rian Brewster. So yeah, I think I think ten million for Kieran Hill. But in so, fairness, I, I think last season, like many people have, and um, I think it was Phil Egan said on, on, on the midweek fixture on the week, he said, look, if last if one season was a season to be, to have a bad one, last season was it, because I think it was so warped last season. And I think I think you'll see the I'll see I think you'll see the actual true form of Thiago. You'll actually see the true form yeah. of Jota, despite him being excellent for Liverpool. I think a full run because Shawnee is fully convinced that Thiago is going to be fucking arrested for assault mm-hmm. on this league. Um, and then you've got Kanate coming in and in fairness you have to give Werner you have to give Havertz that bedding in time Chilwell not as much he's in the Premier League a long time but still a new a new signing so you know I think you kind of they kind of got a free year of evolution some of those players last year with everything that was going on and I think you'll, you'll see the best of it but let's look at let's look at agents because you know we talk about Liverpool and we, the, the biggest one at the moment is Barcelona are talking to Atletico Madrid and Saul in a swap with Griezmann, but now Barca are saying no. Um, we don't want Saul. We want um the Joe Felix. Joe Felix, and that's all kicking off. And you know, it's always kind of Barca are saying this and uh, Atletico are saying that, and Liverpool are saying this, and United are saying that, and it, and it keeps going on and on. on. But Grizz, I come to you. Uh, behind it all, the agents are the one controlling this because they're the one that feed the vast majority, in my opinion, of the stuff out into the media. And I'm only saying that because I don't think Liverpool tell the media next to nothing. But I think agents throw stuff out there, Grizz, and just keep just keep punching holes and things until something comes off and, and they manoeuvre to where they are. Agents are absolutely massive in this, aren't they? But it's, it's, it's their prerogative. That's their job. Sorry, Grizz, can I, can I have another can? Yeah, go for it, man. Crack it. Um, the agent is is doing their job until their power is is rescinded or lessened, whatever. They will do whatever they got to do to get their clients to move, which in turn makes them more money. Yeah. So the more moves, the more money the agent makes. This is the game. Look, this Saul situation, for example, his his agent Jonathan Barnett, who we've got a very Josh good. Joshua Barnett, who we've got a very good relationship already with. We've got fucking hell, nearly half a, half a squad underneath. Kanate, uh, Reese Williams, Kelleher, Joe Gomez. Um, so he's got a good working relationship with us. It's all about the relationship with, with, with clubs and agents is, is very, very under, under, undervalued and not talked about enough. Yeah. Because that's where the games are happening. That's where the real deals are taking place. And I'm talking deals that are going to take place as well in three, four years' time. The likes of Mion, what's his name, first name? Mina Riola. Mina Riola. He knows exactly his clients' next two, three moves. Exactly. Yeah, but that's, that's how... the problem with Mina Riola. And that's why certain clubs won't but, deal with him. But it's not only Mina Riola, Keith. No. This is, this is the... Mina Riola is the face... Of nasty, crooked agents. He's the he's the spokesman. He's the he's the he's the media fit for, for the father figure. They're all at it. That's the name of the game. That that's the, their job is to get uh, look after so, the players' interests, 
and get make sure the players keep it moving. Oh, keep it oh. moving. You will never get players very rarely now that will settle for a club for more than four years max. Watch it. Like, tell me otherwise. It, it just doesn't happen anymore. This Barnet fella is doing what he's got to do. Like, you know, he's trying to fix him here, fix him there. Saul, 100%, it seems as though he's leaving Atletico Madrid. Whoever gives him the best deal is eventually going to get him. So I don't blame the agents. That's their game. I'd l Look, if you ask me about 20 years ago, what would you want to be when you grow up? Actually, I was already grown up. If you ask me about... 40 if years you, ago. If you, ask me about 30, <laughs> if you ask me about 35 years ago, what do you want to be when you grow up? Again. I, said, I would have said a football agent. And I would have, and I, and that would have been the best job in the world right now. It's an amazing job, man. Let them do what they got to do. It is. Yeah, Patio B. Patio B says Liverpool are toward favourites to win the league with Paddy Powers at five to one, printing money. In his opinion, revenge toward twenty one twenty two incoming. Hashtag number twenty. Shani, it's the relationship. Just, just very, very quickly. It's, and this is why it's crucial when you see bad deals and good deals. It's not so much. It's not so much other oh, club was smart. It's all about the relationship between the football directors and football agents. Yeah, and this is where go. Edwards and this is where Edwards earns his money. He's he's created very good relationship with 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 these agents. But obviously, there are super agents that know about Liverpool and how good we are and stay away from us. Not only we stay away from them, they stay away from us because they know we're fucking smarter than them. Edwards is smarter than them. It's a massive, it's a massive game, but we play better than most. Jono says, "Imagine having to pay Royola forty million as part of any Haaland deal." For fuck's sake, that's ridiculous. But that's it. But Aidan Andrews asks, and 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 like I don't know, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna read that out because he says, "Why do clubs pay agents if they work for players?" Well, Aidan, the way it works is, in my opinion, and the lads can shoot me down here, right? But the way it works is that if you walk into a deal. Okay, and there's a signing on fee, right? That most players get. If it's a 10 million signing on fee, that player probably gets, or that scout could get 40% of that. Okay, and then the wages is actually the wages that you're going to actually pay them along with the agent's fee as well. So that's where the agent makes the money. So the 40 million that comes out of the Foriola is probably over the top. And at the same time, he's probably getting a percentage of the sign-on fee plus a percentage of the player's wage. And when you work that out, I don't think it comes near 40 million, unless it's an astronomical deal. Shawnee, um, you know, as Chris said, it is the relationship between directors and owners and, and agents and stuff like that. But at the same time, agents, I think, hold a, a lot of the cards, a lot of the cards and all this, Shawnee. Yeah, well, just going back to what Chris said there about relationships, that can be a double-edged sword because look at Arsenal. Isn't your man Eddie who best mates with Keir Jorokabin? Yeah. And look what he's done. He's raked Arsenal over the coals the last two years mm. and made an obscene amount of money out of the club where the only person who's benefited from that relationship is Keir Jorokabin because he sold Arsenal a lot of duds and they have a lot of his clients there sitting on big money. So like Grace said, it's not just the reluctance of the club to be dealing with agents. It's agents now. Oh, Jesus, I'm probably not going to go too close to Liverpool because it won't be the best deal for me. It might be good for the benefit of the players' actual football in future, but for me, I might not get what I want. And like Riz said, like, Royola is the face, but they're all the same. 
we're linked to Daniel Mallon. I'd say in Royola's office, he has a clipboard up on the wall and has literally forks in the road for Daniel Mallon. Spot on. So, Four yeah, of his players, you know yeah. We'll get you out of there. Look, Daniel, we'll get you out of there. Play a few seasons in Germany at Dortmund. They have a great uh, reputation of building these players up. What's going to happen is you're going to sign a four-year contract there. You won't ever sign another contract for them. We'll run it down by the time you're 26 or you're 27. You'll be ready to go to most clubs in Europe. He'll be willing to pay for you, and we'll get the best bumper deal for you and for me. And Dortmund will be an absolute afterthought, and it's as simple as that. And what Dortmund have done is they've gotten good with dealing with play- people like Royale because they took the gamble on Haaland from Salzburg, who was 30-odd million. And that was that was fairly just that was for the fella who was only scoring goals in Austria. But they, they yeah. took the gamble. And they which they're literally willing to say, look, just to keep toys with Riola, we can keep bringing them in. Air, air model is to bring in players for cheap and sell them a hoy. They know Royola will have all of the top talent. Look at half of that Dutch team. Gravenberg, Boadu, all of those, they're all represented by, uh, by Royola. Because if you want the best talent in world football, you want to be making a relationship with them. And that's exactly what Dortmund are doing. They're putting up with Royola's shite because they know they'll have pick of all the best talent in Europe at some stage to go there. And they, they'll, they'll go off what they have, their relationship with Royola. That way they can make millions in the process. So, mm. agents are important. Like people saying, why do you have to pay an agent? Because if you don't pay the fucking agent, you don't get to talk to the player. Yeah, well, the, the, players, the players put yeah. an agent in place because, like, players are football, they're footballers and they're not educated in, in the finances and, exactly. and the tax, tax indica- you know, incentives and whatever it might be. That's why an agent is there. An agent is there to get your name out there, to get contacts, especially when you're a young player, if you're struggling and you're looking for a club. But the, the best players out there have an agent because they don't want to be dealing with it, first of all. They don't want to be fucking, you know, Jaden okay, Sancho doesn't you, want to be sitting talking to fucking whoever at Manchester United and discussing the deal because they get screwed. Whereas an agent will come along and go, I'll deal with it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take 20% of your sign-on fee and I'm going to take 20% of your wages. And yeah. don't worry about it because if you expect to get 100, I'll get you fucking 150. And when I'm taking that 30 grand off you, you're still getting 120. You're getting more than you expected and everyone's fucking happy. Everyone's a winner. It's like Del Boy oh, walking Listen around telling Rodney it'll be grand. Royola had to basically buy Haaland off his own off his outlet. That's the story. I was reading about it. Haaland's old lad was looking after everything. Mm. And then basically, Haaland's old lad obviously knew he was onto a bleeding winner. But Royola came in and said, you know what? Wherever he goes, I'm going to make sure you get paid as well. Yeah. And that's the way they are, guys. This is the business. If you don't speak, to, if you don't know the agent, you won't speak to the player. I think there's only one I can remember where uh, actually KDB is a great one. Like he sacked off agents this year yeah. and went to a lot of analysts and he said, I want you to compile a dossier for me. I'm going to negotiate my own contract for now. And he basically went in with all of his numbers, all the stats, all of this stuff that the science departments look into and say, this is actually what I'm worth to you pay me he hmm. didn't he, that's why he done and that was unprecedented that yeah. was completely unprecedented and that's why he done but then you have others like i remember paul's goals never had an agent and 
the the president of Inter Milan contacted United saying we want to speak to Paul Scholes' agent, and Alex Ferguson said, "Well, he doesn't have one, but I can give you his number himself." And he rang Paul Scholes and said, "Look, listen, blank check. I'm not going." Memphis Depay recently, the most yeah. recent example, does yeah. his own deals. Does his own deals. So yeah, but Mem- Memphis Depay didn't always do his own deals. Yeah, you know, well, Memphis Depay after a couple of moves has seen what's gone on and decided. He's probably looked and went, why am I giving this prick 20 fucking grand a week or 30 grand a week when I can take it for myself? Because because I'm such a good player, I'm in a position where I can go in and go, I want this. You know, and then you look at where agents never done jobs. Seth Johnson goes to the famous story of Seth Johnson going to Leeds, goes in expecting 20 grand a week and they offer him 40 and he nearly falls off the fucking chair. You know, and he gets 40. He didn't really need an agent, but the swings and roundabouts, but they have got huge control. Gag and Deep were um, with, a, with a super chat. He says, Boy, the sell model work wonders with Klopp and Edwards when getting to the top. Sustainability to compete yearly, you need that times to break away and stray away from a rigid wage structure. FSG unlikely to do this, hence FSG out does trend. That's um, a good point. I, I agree with. Yeah. I agree with that. And I'm that, not I'm not an FSG outist, but you'd have to agree with that. Like, I don't this fully model, agree with This model will take you so far, but what I think the end game for FSG is with these big, huge commercial deals that will be able to compete without mm. having to sell, like with the Nike deals, like Standard Chartered is up next couple of years. I'd imagine if Liverpool are still in the tra- trajectory that we imagine that whoever's vying to put the, the name on the front of that jersey is going to have to pay an awful lot of money. So I think, and obviously with the stadium capacity being increased, this has all got to do with us being more sustainable in the future because that's what it's all about. I don't think we're in any danger of being Arsenal or that Tottenham. I would think you, would you all agree? we're basically looking at United's model from the 90s and trying to do the same with us, basically, I think. Yeah, because the United model at the moment now is, is an American owner who's a billionaire and United is the biggest money-making thing in football. There's no, there's no doubt about that because... You know, you will see Liverpool's profits getting close to them or their turnover being close to them, but I don't think, I don't know how long it'll take to get to that, you know, because you know they're a monster. And the reason they're a monster is because of what they've done 30 years ago, in my opinion, with the ground and with the way they, they, um, you know, they literally programmed themselves to be everywhere, you know, the sort of way. Like, would, we would, are you, now. Would, you, would you, would you, yeah, yeah, we are like that now. But they done it thirty years ago, so they've had thirty. They've had, in my opinion, they've probably had twenty five years of a head start, where we were just trudging along, taking sponsorship deals. United were just going, we're taking fucking everything. We're clearing, we're clearing, we're just raking everything in. Would you all agree though that, like, if we got into the conversation about about FSG and and breaking away from that strategy, which I think they should, I think they should as a once off to, simply because of the timing and the the contracts that are in place, the squad that's there, and what we're looking to do for Klopp before, in my opinion, he goes in three years' time. The only way out of FSG is literally to have a Man City owner or a Chelsea owner. I, d- I don't see where we can go other than those two. Gary, can I just... I, can I, I let the boys take off because I was talking there. I can't believe that people are going on about this breaking our wage structures. Are they not actually watching what's going on with one of the biggest footballing institutions in the world at the moment. In Barcelona. And look what's happening at Barcelona. <coughs> and yeah. I'm telling you, not too far across the road from fucking Real Madrid. So when you see people talking about, well, it's not my money, so why do we care what they spend? Well, you're a Liverpool fan. 
right? So you should care what they spent because it's fucking important. Because look at look at the state of Barcelona and Real Madrid now at the moment. Real Madrid aren't really talked about, but look what's going on with Florentino Perez and all of these audios. Someone wants him out. He's had to put himself in a position of power where he can't really be removed. But someone wants him out because they know exactly what's going on. They're not too far behind. So many, so many in history we've seen. How many? We've seen so many clubs that you know. For example, look at Bayern Munich. They done one Leroy Sané deal and it fucked everything. They're at the losing in Alaba. They're going to lose Goretzka. They had to let go of Thiago. They couldn't give him the money they wanted. That's because of one deal. That's one unfortunately, deal. Unfortunately, it's boring, isn't it, Shawnee? A lot of people find oh, reading and studying these kind of situations as boring. Malaga comes to yeah. mind. Champions League semi-finalists. Keith will know. Angie Makalaka. How do you yeah. pronounce this? You know, yeah. so many, so many clubs, so many came with big wages, high wages. But I am intrigued. Sorry, Gav, I am intrigued to 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 get Keith's opinion on 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 Shawnee's opinion, where where he disagreed with the with the with the idea that FSG need to. I wouldn't say what was the what was the term used. Um, well, I would. I would say they need to change their their approach to transfer fees, but not to wage structure. I think wage structure okay. is a very dangerous thing yeah, to mess exactly. with. I think no, it's, heavily, it's, it's, heavi- it's heavily incentivized. incentivised. Yeah. yeah but, but, but the thing is, go. if you if you got, if you went and signed like like Shani said, the Leroy Sane thing is interesting yeah. because they've spent they spent a fortune on him and gave him a fortune, and now it's like he's the he's the he's the the level he's the that holding them. Yeah, and, he's he's and this is why Lewandowski is being linked away because and Coleman and Candy Pay Lewandowski, you know, That's which is Alaba insane. Is yeah, it's like it, one deal can screw everything. And I'll go back to the point I made earlier about Salah will go last because Salah is going to get the biggest whack out of them all. Mm. But if Liverpool give Salah 300 grand a week now, then they all row in behind. You'll have Virgil's quite really. Hey, what's going on here now? Yeah, like, but again. Virgil's agent, Virgil's agent could go in, you know, in the door before. He could be in a waiting room with Salah's agent and he could yeah. walk in the door and go, listen, <laughs> just by the way, I'm in my contract, I want to be matched to a highest earner, so I don't give a fuck who you offer. What you offer the fellow coming in the door after me, I want to be matched. And, and that's just the game that's played. And that comes back to agents. John says FSG's model has hit its ceiling. My worry is it was it before Klopp. Nothing. Klopp is the reason it works, not FSG. What? Well, Klopp, FSG, Hoyt, Klopp. Yeah, exactly. You see, this is the thing. Uh, we, we keep um, decompartmentalizing. What's the word? Decompartmentalize. Is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. We keep doing that. And we keep going, well, this really? is more confused out there. If we, we if he's doing it, if he's not here. And the way it is, like, it's it's literally like saying, we don't win the league because Virgil wasn't there. But we do win the league because Virgil was there. You know, it's, for me, Jono, they all work together. And FSG did hire him. And they probably hired him because they thought, let's, uh, being honest, they probably hired him and said, listen, he's actually fucking so good that we won't have to go and spend a billion. We have to spend 500 million, but we wanted to spend a billion. And that's good business sense. And Klopp is that good like that. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's why I say that they need to step away from the model they have and maybe just give him that extra 10, 15, 20%. And, just to ensure that he has what he needs as quick as he needs it, because he is going in twenty twenty four. In my opinion, there's no doubt about that. But look, I think it's been like there's no football going on. This is one of the best podcasts we've ever done. Yeah, but Gav, <laughs> look, 
I'll, I promise I'll say no more on it. How you will, you that don't promise that, Sean. Yeah, it's an empty promise. Put my hand up. I think they made a bollocks of it in January, but on hindsight, yeah. they wanted Kanate. If they could have got Kanate in January, yeah. they would have signed yeah. them. All right. Yeah. That's that's hindsight. But how can you criticize FSG when we've literally grown in every single department on and off the pitch since they've taken over? Stadia training ground, the, the ground is swell is swelling out. It's gonna be sixty-five thousand. The wage bill is swelling out. Because we're successful, because we won a Premier League, we won Champions League, we're competing again at the top table. Like we are in the conversation for it. We the only reason we didn't compete last year is because a shitload of luck, bad luck, yeah. and that was it. But well, you, Shawnee, this up. is it. This is it. You know, you asked the question, how can you? It's it's so frustrating that COVID and that injury situation has f- has fucked with yeah. so many people's memories. Yeah. Like it, it literally has because of that, because of the situation of our injuries, everyone has reverted back to type and forgotten the previous three years, momentum, yeah. build up, squad building, brilliant organization, commercialization, it's sponsorship, like that was the everything is forgotten. Yeah. And now yeah. it's back to, we had one bad, horrible, worst, For, his, finished six months yeah. and finished third. The first six months, seven five months. Points, five points behind an all Manchester United. Now that we're chilling, there's no football. We're sat, Shawnee's sat in lovely Spain. You're sat. Yeah, you're sat. You're, 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 you're sipping pints. You know what I mean? Mm. Me and Keith are doing watch-alongs, random South American games. Yeah. Look, we yeah. can now reflect and you're, think you're, and say. You're having dinner with the Sultan of Brunei. Well, we could get onto that near the end, but but but, but it's 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 now we can think back, look back, and reflect, and and actually deep it there. It's 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 not that deep. Exactly, it was the most horrible seven eight months. Yeah, in Jurgen Klopp's life, he said it. He said it, and and in terms of our club's medical histories, like that was unprecedented, and now everyone's reverted back to. Well, what FSG, FSG, FSG? Wild child mentality. Like, yeah. like five <laughs> years is not a long time. Six years is not a long time of football. Imagine if you had been saying to a Liverpool fan that the, the day that FSG walked in the door, I tell you what, we'll win the league, but the next year we're going to have a fucking disastrous season and we'll actually only finish third. You would have yeah. been like, but now what? I'll take it. We didn't play the league, Shawnee. Forget the league, Shawnee. If you told them that you'd win the Champions League, Runners up in one season, get fucking 98 points in one season, 97. win the league, 97, yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, all in the matter of whatever, you'd say, fuck off, man. Are you serious? Is well, Michael, really Michael, Michael Johnson was an Arsenal fan, and he's, I think he listens quite a lot. So how are you, Michael? How, or Micah, how are you? Um, he says, an Arsenal fan here. I think Hossam O'Hara signs for us. I, I, I agree. I think Arsenal yeah. are starting to look that way. And you guys end up with Saul. Okay, a midfield of Saul, Thiago, and Fabinho is frightening. And um, the world's yeah, best. Yeah, but a midfield of Henderson, Thiago, and Fabinho is even better, yeah. in my opinion. But I'll take it. Yeah, and do you know what? But then, but then, having said that, Shawnee, I don't give a shit. Get me exactly. as many midfielders as you can, and yeah. we'll talk about the depth, and we talk about he yeah. well, he played this week and he he played that week, and it nullifies any talk of squad depth because I actually agree with people when they talk about the squad depth. I genuinely do because absolutely, no one, none of us deny you know, that though. 
We're not yeah. sitting here saying no. We're not saying we're, sorry, we're, no. We're, no, we're not. We're not. We're not around saying you're, you're all idiots for asking yeah. for fucking silence. But yeah. we're, but but at the same time, you kind of have to look at the structure of it. But I agree with people when they say we have a brilliant eleven. We have we've a brilliant thirteen or fourteen, fifteen probably, and but we need more. And I agree with that because I think we need if you add two more players to this squad, and the players that you weren't so sure about happen to turn out just enough. I think I think we'll be more than okay. And Arsenal look like they're trying to. By the way, Mike, Arsenal are looking like they're doing some good business this summer. Um, the manager will be their issue. Um, lads, let's move on because we've spent loads of time on agents and stuff like that. And it was a brilliant discussion, by the way. And people will tell us tomorrow we are great, and some people will tell us we're assholes, and that's the way it works most Monday mornings. But um, it's all about balance. It's all about balance. If we get we can get enough people calling us assholes, balance with enough people saying, "Yeah, that was a good discussion." We're happy. Um, but but I want to just go on to the preseason because I'm enjoying it. Like I'm enjoying Virgil going. I give this fella a nudge in the back, and that fella in the, that I give a nudge in the back will have a laugh about it. And I loved it. I loved the fact that Virgil looked at the camera and went, "Him, fuck off," and gave him a nudge. And then you could see um, Kanate looking and laughing and stuff like that. Already, there's a bit of a camaraderie there and stuff like that. And I've, I've, I've Grace showed me a video earlier. I was a Salah a video in, on Instagram of most from Mo Salah. Did, oh. did somebody lose it? Did somebody lose yeah. a challenge today in yeah. training or something? Like Absolute hysterics. I think Sean has got into. He will probably know more. But yeah. I saw the clip. It's fucking yeah. hilarious. I've watched it about forty-two times over and over again. And you you analyze each player. I think Gomez is in it. It's a mad scene. It's brilliant. Matip's and Matip's always the standout. Always yeah. the standout. Well, um, Midnight Talker has given out. He says 700 watching and 142 likes. Please, if you're watching, hit the like button because we're told all the time. It's very important for what happens. So please That's hit the like button. Now or on the way back out, Grizz will get very upset. I hate mentioning this because Grizz gets upset. Very Devon, he asked, but, but sorry, the camaraderie in the squad is brilliant and, and you see that and I, I love it. Is Grizz the highest paid agent on the day trippers? You'll have to ask the head of finance, Shawnee, on that. Um, Shawnee is the, the the head of finance no and the minister. No and, and he's not making a comment. Um, but lads. As James Pierce would say, uh, I believe the reports are wider Okay, I think Andy's the highest paid. He has 18 windows in his fucking kitchen, for fuck's sake. But, um, lads, the preseason, and there's more players coming in. I think Harry Wilton and Nico Williams is, is due to join. Um, of course, Henderson will be will be back soon as well. Um, the Brazilian lads will be returning soon. Tiago. And the, uh, Tiago, the more I see of it, Lads, the more I see of it, the more I go, fucking hell, there's a lot of players there. There's a yeah. lot of players there. Shani, is there some of them that are just coming back for the crack because they won't be there or they won't be involved next season? And I, mean, I am thinking Nico Williams. I am thinking um, Harry Wilson. There's one or two more. Yeah, is it just a case of... Well, they agree with you carries are there already, but... Honestly, I, I think they should have started and their WhatsApp and left the boys out and just yeah. just yeah. left them on the scene. Or move the Viber. Move the Viber and not hold them. Yeah, <laughs> Just tell the boys, listen, we're, we're back at, we're not even going to Kirby, we're, we're back in Melwood, so we'll see you there, we'll be back in about three weeks, it's yeah. undisclosed location. Everyone meet at the ship and Moiter on Monday morning. Grace is right, like, you see all these, like, I, I believe the context of the Salah one was that everyone was giving out about Salah going mad because we're losing training games and Salah broke the video it. saying, this is what happens when you lose. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So, the boys ended up doing a bit of a dance, but it's great that 
the inside videos are brilliant and you see the boys going around on bikes that are too small wearing the helmets that are too sizes too small for them yeah. floating around Austria but it, it's great like and the big thing for me Gav is seeing Klopp again with, with the big air-to-air grain and having mm-hmm. the crack and yeah. a, a few of the lads there who have points to prove the, the likes you are Harvey Elliott and look I think we will move them on it I, I Try to keep a positive. I don't want to see us loaning out fucking Wilson and Grilgic and all these again. Just get them out. I, I mean it. Like, obviously, for, for some of the prices you hear going around saying, how would he get that for them? I believe batteries not included, job, but like, how do you think that they're kidding? Yeah. So you, just, you just need to get them out. Um, yeah, but look, we're playing Wacker Innsbruck or something, aren't we, tomorrow? We're playing, a bit, we're playing four teams tomorrow. Tuesday. Yeah. And when it's, when, it, when it's nil all after 15 minutes, I'm sure the bleeding, the internet will be going yeah. Russia. But look, just enjoy it. Look, I think there's a big season coming up, no matter what happens. There's over a month and a half left in the window. It'll all be sorted. This I can't wait for the season. This is all the stuff you don't need to worry about. Exactly, Gav. Fans back full and fit. I'm a Forget all that. Shiny, the fucking Minister of Entertainment, has booked us all into um, has booked us into a big, massive, huge, massive table with the biggest screen in Europe to watch Liverpool play. And I'm, I'm alright, Shiny. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I just I just <laughs> sent him the I just sent him the I just sent him the, the debit card details and he's gone and had a great time with it. But we're gonna have a lovely time on the 14th right. of August. It, it's got like it's imagine full and fit. I'm especially excited for the Champions League next year because I really think we can win it. I think if we can keep everyone fit, we can win it. Yeah. I've seen last year the way it went out, like, and to be honest, I prefer the Champions League one really to the league one, if I'm being honest with you. But that's just me. But enjoy it all, soak it in, all the preseason stuff. Don't be getting wound up about shit that you see online. There's loads of time left in the windows, just enjoy it. We have them all back, Virgil's back, smiling, having the crack. At the end of the day, Kanate thinks he's a big bollocks pulling his uh, his jersey out of a skill bag. Or as one of the trippers said, that Kanate <laughs> done a gender reveal for this fucking number. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he doing a gender reveal for his number? Um, Avi, is, Avi is trying to um, infiltrate the uh, chat here. He says, Gold Cup final, watch along. Everyone, please tell Gav to entertain the idea. Avi, if you just let me know when the Gold Cup final is on. I will, sort, I, I will sort. I will. I will sort. I will sort a gold cup final watch along um, for you. I promise, because Abby's is is what he's a persistent. He's, he's persistent. So the watch along. I love him. I love him. Uh, um, yeah, look, Gab. The last thing I'll say is, you said this twice. Said this three times. <laughs> yeah, now this is me new. Yo. This is like when Grace tells oh, I made a great point. This yeah. is, is going to be my new thing. Yeah. Look, look at. Um, it's that season where everyone's going to be making predictions about how good everyone is and how shy everyone is. We won't be in them conversations this year because everyone's going to be talking about City and Chelsea. But just remember and that. You know and, and, you know and remember you. I said it on this podcast. Just mm. just <clears throat> remember that because... The, the Reds are back. The fucking right they are. Uh, Chris, I want to ask you before we... Oh, sorry, not Chris. Keith, I want to ask you before we move on. Um, Shawnee yeah, but I'll there. just say something I won't say Keith, um, before this fuck, I'm fucking jumps in again. Um, Keith, Shiny made a, made a comment there, and and it's very, it's very important. How big is that break for Jurgen Klopp and and the players? And you know, 
and, and you look at look, Allison's gone off to the to the Cup at America, but he lost his father towards the back end of the last season, and Klopp lost his mother and stuff like that. But look, we joke about Klopp, you know, drinking Corona, lying on a yacht, smoking and stuff like that. But in all fairness, regardless of how bad that season was, we finished third, but it, it was traumatic. Is probably the word to be used from from all the staff from from you know. The likes of the manager and the goalkeeper have lost family members. You have the staff, the players, the, everything. Uh, it was kind of a traumatic season when you look at it off the back of a, a, week, a league winning season. Keith, how big is that break? Because I, I think it's huge. I think I think not only are the players come, and players, staff, management, whatever, are coming back with they've dealt with situations that they've had they didn't get a chance to deal with. That's the way I'll put it to you. They, they've come back, and not only that, they're coming back after comments being made throughout the media and football about them last season. That I think they're going to... They won't need anyone to open their mouth this season. Keep, they've all them pinned to the back of the, the dressing room door. And, and I keep seeing the words revenge tour being used, and I'm, I'm up for it. I'm fully up for it. Yeah, revenge tour is right, because yeah, you're, you're spot on there. People are talking about Man City, Manchester United, Chelsea. They're not talking about Liverpool, and I'd say Klopp is delighted with that. Last season was just a fuck. Everything that could have gone wrong on the field and off the field went wrong. We can use people can say ah, that's making excuses. Everyone deals with injuries and all. Yeah, fair enough, but not to the level that we had to last season. And then you've Klopp, the Klopp issue. I think the biggest thing for Klopp and Allison. Right, Allison's off in the Copa, but he got to spend time with his family as well, over mm. in Brazil. The, the yeah. Copa was in Brazil, and yeah. then he got on a break, so he got a chance to go home and spend time with his family, a very close family. Um and Klopp the same, you know, he got he got a chance to go off and recharge his batteries because I don't think pressure overly gets the Klopp under normal circumstances. And I think last season was sort of uh, uh, was a, a, a it wasn't the norm. The press were on him. They were asking him laden fifty questions about because he was concerned about the subs and things like that, the five subs, you had Des Kelly in his ear every week. And, you know, there was just constant, you know, digging him, digging him and digging him and digging him. And on top of everything else, he just seemed to lose his way for a while. And then he lost his mother. Totally understandable. This season, I think they're going to be focused. I think Klopp's after getting his break, the players are after having a break. We spoke about Jota and Thiago, they're nearly like, I know everyone hates this, they're nearly like new signings this season. If we can get everyone back fit and ready to go. They got, the new signings, I think, I think you see a different element to them. Yeah, they, they played, like Thiago came in last season and had to play a role that wasn't his role that he was bought to play. So it was only at the end of the season that he sort of he, he he gelled into the team and we saw what he we know what he can do, but we saw it week on week when Fabinho was back in midfield and you know he could play the game he was meant to play. I think this season, touch wood, there's no injuries. I think we see them forward and like as if they're new signings. I think you know the, the impact I think they'll have because if we look at Van Dijk and Gomez, let's say, I don't think Gomez is going to be anywhere near ready personally. I think you'd be looking at Van Dijk, Van Matip maybe at the start, right, as a partnership, if Van Dijk is ready. That base alone allows your team to push 10 yards further up the pitch and it lets them play differently than what we were. We were always chasing our tails last season. Do you know what I mean? We were... Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? It's hard. But we were, we were chasing. And now, I'm not saying it was all because Van Dijk went there. We got beaten by Villa when Van Dijk and Gomez played. We know that. But it was just a mad season. Do you know what I mean? You saw teams winning games going 7-2, 6-0, you know, 9-0. That's not normal. 
Do you know what I mean? It was a mad year. We saw a, a team decimated by injuries, and I think everybody now, with the break, coming back, Kanate is a huge signing. Fucking huge signing for us. People are crying about centre-backs. We've got, in my opinion, the best young centre-back in Europe. I think for what, the way we want to play, I think he's absolutely massive. I said it last season, last summer when we were linked for him, I said he's better than up at Meccano. Once people were in the comments lashing me over, saying I mustn't have ever seen him play, I stand by that. I think this fella is absolutely brilliant. And I think we're going to be so much more solid at the back. When you think of Liverpool, you think they're an attacking team. But I think our defensive solidity is what allowed us to win things. And I think that comes back this season. Alisson the fresh. The back four is the back four, whoever it'll be. And then I think we see us flourishing further up because people would say we still missed a lot of chances. We missed a lot of chances. We did. But again, it's all an effect of having to defend deeper, having to, you know, not as commit many men forward. There's loads of different uh, reasons for last season was shit. This year is a new thing. We're going to be the underdogs and Klopp loves being the underdog. I can't, I, mean? understand, I can't understand if we go into that squad, like Shawnee said earlier, if we went in right now, tomorrow, the season starts, I can't understand for the life of me why we'd be underdogs. I can't. I um, think we'd be fourth favourites. I'd say we'd be Oh, well, I, I think that's favorite. fucking outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah, okay, Who's the three in front of us? Who's the three in front of us? Stop it. Nobody cares about rationale or just being top of anyone. We will look like we're going to run around, run away with the league before bleeding. Jota got injured in yeah. December, for yeah. God's sake, and look yeah. how quickly people forgot that. Well, I'm quite happy to be. I'm quite happy to be. Um, I'm quite happy to be an underdog, but I, I can't understand why. Uh, Michael Johnson says he feels, uh, as an Arsenal fan, Arteta will be sacked by November. I think he thinks the standard of the big four is the highest that we'll ever see. For example, if Liverpool win the league, he can see one of the other three, see Chelsea United winning the Champions League. Grizz, finally on this and the pre-season stuff, and we will see movement. It, is it good for Liverpool to have that base in Austria? It's it's very, like, I think it was Kev O'Sullivan said earlier, it's a good spot to be in, you know, for, it's quite private, you know, and yeah. um, they're used to it. But also, if you have players, regardless of where they're going in Europe, they're very easy to go there and do medicals and stuff like that. How good, how good a move is Austria being for you, Grizz? Um, overall, it seems uh, to be perfect, to be brilliant. Uh, well, I say perfect. There's been slight issues with a couple of the training pitches that have been yeah, mentioned. Yeah. Mm. But but overall, it seems to be beautiful. And, and, and you make a very important key point there without starting transfer hysteria. I mean, I wouldn't do that. But no. you're but but you're right but 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 you're right about the medical um, medical side of things because you know I believe and someone in the chat will correct me if I'm wrong. Of course, they love doing that. Um, but it's 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 one of the few countries where 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 issues like quarantine and movement is far more relaxed, and so that will be a key feature in my opinion. Apart from that, the base itself looks lovely. The, the the atmosphere amongst the squad, the environment around them, very private, as you said. There's not many there's not many crowds and public allowed there. It's very did you see the way they got off the coach and it's like a remote hotel and everything? It, yeah. it look it looks brilliant and seeing the lads out there, it's it's, it's why made is, me giddy. Why, why, why is Keith lashing oh, his camera around and all that? I just moved my laptop there, Gav. No, that's how much he was agreeing with me. He fucking yeah. made it's everything. Not, his laptop agreed. was not magic. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Everything, fuck's sake. But um, but look, it, it, it looks lovely and look, I've been giddy at the most 
the most stupidest things that you'd think like, how's a grown ass man being so giddy about Virgil van Dyke giving Konate uh, uh, um, a little shove, a friendly yeah. shove. And then Konate looking at him like, I'm fucking bigger than you. You want to watch that? Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. things like that is getting me all fucking excited again. And it's brilliant. But yeah, um, again, another brilliant week. Let the players come back. The big boys are about a few days away as well. I can't wait now. I really can't wait. Yeah, I think, and to be honest with you, there is players joining in over the next couple of days. And like I said, Henderson, the Brazilian lads, Thiago, you'll probably see another, probably another week before they become involved, maybe 10 days, whatever it might be. But anyway, um, I think it's good. I think, what, why are you laughing at? Shawnee coming from. <laughs> bring what? that up. Bring that up. <laughs> what? Bring what up? I've got it. I've got it here right oh, here. Yeah. You won't find it. <laughs> Shawnee. <laughs> Johnny, 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 he's the coolest thing I've ever seen someone do a fucking podcast on. It's like, do you remember when we won the league? Phil Thompson was in his back garden with his kids in the swimming pool. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly what it reminds me. And you know when he comes close to the camera, it's perfect. It's brilliant. That is the comment of the night. Johnny coming to us live from his ring doorbell camera. <laughs> um, it's brilliant. absolutely stunning. The phone is not working, mate. You see, so I had to do something. Yeah, uh, Houdini, Houdini says if we don't replace Genie, you'd have to be mad to think we come anywhere close to winning the league. Um, well, that all depends on what happens in the next six weeks. Um, yeah, lads, yeah. before we, we better get out of here, we're an hour and 15, and we said we promised we tried it with an hour and 15 or so. But, um, I just want to talk to people about um Siena. So, we're trying to sell out Anfield, we're trying to do it virtually. It's one euro per ticket. And if you go onto our website, lfcdt.com, and go to the store, you will see the Siena tickets. The link is in the description as well. But if you want to do that, please help us. I, we're, we're motoring on, I think we're close to nearly a thousand tickets sold, but we want to sell 53,000. Now, we are being charged with every transaction. So, for every euro you give us, I think we get about 65 cents. But if you were to buy 10 tickets, we get 965 for taking about 25 cent of us for every transaction but look it's very important to us and um, we're going to keep talking about it we're going to keep talking about it on every show it's going to be a link in every show and literally if we do this she's going to america that's the be all and end all right because the the, the side of the, the the side issues around us doing this is that people go on to work go for me and give some money as well but look as I, as we've said it's one euro a ticket even if you can't give that one euro all right Please send the link on to everyone you know in WhatsApp groups, Facebook messengers, whatever it might be. Please spread the word. And as I said, we're not going to stop till we sell all those tickets because we reckon for the 53,394 tickets or whatever it is, we'll probably make about 47, 48,000 euro where all the commissions are paid. And that will get to America 100%. It will get to America. Okay. So please make sure you check out the description. If you can donate, please donate through or go for me or buy some tickets and deal with that way. And if you can't, what all we're asking is that you just spread it on. And if you spread it on, and then the next person that gets it spreads it on, it just keeps going and going and going until we hit enough people that are able to give us one euro a ticket. And as I said, no pressure on people, but all we do ask is that at the least, just spread it on and see how we can get on. Um, lads, before we finish... Sorry, Gav, before we move yeah. off, Anthony yeah. McConville's asking there, where do we buy the tickets? There's a link uh, on the website, isn't there? There's, there's a, a link in the description the to this show. If you, if you click the link in the description to this show, um, the description below, you will see a link. You click on it, it will ask you. One thing I will say, if you do it from a 
browser, like a, a desktop browser, it will give you the option to just up the amount of tickets you want to buy. Okay. If you do it from a mobile, um, it doesn't. For some reason, it doesn't. So what you need to do is you just need to click it and go in and come back out and click it. And if you want to do 10, you have to do it 10 times. So I would advise if you're going to buy multiple tickets, do it from your desktop browser and it literally asks you, add the cart, how many do you want? You pick 50,000 and you pay us and then we have it all done and away we go. Or you pick one. That's absolutely fine. Um, before we go, we have announced our lineup for next season, 21-22. So we have got us on a Sunday night, we're going nowhere. Um, we've got the forum, which is obviously a debate show, four topics, four lads, you know how it works. We have the midweek fix with Jamie and I think he has... Um, we have some, we, I think Phil Egan and I think Dave Rogers are going to be regulars on that show next season. So that would be good. We've got Carnage, which was fucking amazing this week, by the way. The Carnage Transfer Agenda show of last Thursday was brilliant. Um, they had got Ross from the Redmen and they had Mo Stewart from uh, the Anfield Rap, along with uh, Grizz and Avi. It was a brilliant show. But we are going to um, have a Grizz show, Carnage, and it will be just Carnage, um, every uh, week for the following season. Friday night is a new show. Um, we've moved away from our prediction stuff. We're going totally different. Avi and, and a new guy on board called Connor, who's a Chelsea fan. Be nice to him. Um, he, they are going to have um, sports unplugged. All sports. Every sport you can think of, bring it. And if you can find sports that Avi knows nothing about, even better. And those lads are going to do it on Friday night. We have got the Red Sea lads that are going to do your post-match reaction after every single Liverpool game, um, starting from next Friday with the pre-season stuff. And the pre-match stuff will be Chris. Chris Brack is moving from Friday to take over this, along with um, Darren Whelan and a new guy, a Scottish guy called Conroy. Those three lads are going to be looking after our pre-match stuff. So there's loads of stuff. Loads and loads and loads of stuff going on. So, Shawnee, do you like the lineup? And what are you looking forward to most next season of all of them? Um, of course, I love the lineup, and I, I agree with you as well. Carnage to the night was unbelievable. I think every podcast last week was unbelievable, and I, I didn't even make it onto any of them. So, <laughs> I started feeling I was going to get the chop. I was standing, I was toy, toy, toy. I thought I was going to get genie. I thought I was going to turn around and say, Have any shows? Do you be going like, Listen, man, I think it's better to be just uh, yeah. you fuck off for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen what Gav's been working so hard on in the background um, yeah. in other groups, and I, I'm, I'm so excited for everyone else to see it. And he, he really is, for want of a better term, boasting his bollocks uh, to make this the best podcast that he possibly can. And it's already now. I yeah, it and it's I'm telling you now I swear I, I'm not just saying it like it's 100% going to the next level so you should be excited and look if you can't get up for transfers and stuff like that just know that Gav's going to have your bleeding mind blown in a couple of weeks but yeah. uh, but the stuff he's put together so I just can't wait to be part of that again Gav and another season with you three mad fuckers and whatever else I managed to squeeze my head on I'm really looking forward to because I can see it being a, a successful Hill season again. And can I just add as well, nothing changes for for the people that watch and subscribe. Like this no. isn't like we're making all these improvements, but it's gonna cost no people, it's gonna improve Possibly. all the Possibly. shows, the quality of the off. shows. Got a long off grace to develop all this. Yeah. That's it, the the chief <laughs> agent. The quality of the shows, the the visual and the 
everything about the show will improve and the content with that will improve it's it's exciting and it's going to be going to be great to be a part of as sean you said you know happy and lucky and glad to be a part of it and especially going into the new season what ex- what excites you most I, i'm going to be honest that the Friday night watching Avi and Connor trying to discuss all these shows, uh, all these sports, I think it's going to be um, amazing. I, Avi's pushing the lacrosse agenda there. I've seen that yeah. guy mentioned. I thought yeah. it was lacoste. He texted me the other day. Lacrosse. He, t- he texted me the other day. Um, with, he just texted me the other day saying uh, Rick Flair. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but um, I'm sure we'll find out in a couple of weeks. Um, I can't wait for Avi to be doing WrestleMania blading 26 predictions and Watch all that. Yeah. 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 It's going to be the business. I, I, do you know what? Um, Avi will probably want to do um, Royal Rumble watch-alongs while he sits there with a, with a mock belt over yeah. his uh, over his shoulder, you know, that's not the way. But um, no, almost like Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Grizz says, "Oh, sorry, Gavin Walsh has best pod in the world, Baron. Owen. Trust me, and I've said this to the lads. I said, if these fuckers, <laughs> and I'm talking to you people in the chat, if these fuckers don't like this, what what we've coming, mm-hmm. I'm giving up. I'm fucking done. And you will see the first instalment of it on Wednesday on the midweek fix. You will absolutely see that. Uh, Grizz, what's exciting you the most? Oh, just working with you guys, honest to God, not, not, not a word of a lie. Just oh, being involved. Yeah, yeah, look. <laughs> the game's the game. You're obviously saying that. The game's the game, yeah. but, but nah, it is, isn't it? Like, we've, 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 uh, we've come this far and uh, we ain't looking to, to stop anytime no. soon. That's my that's my message to everyone in the chat and our subscribers and our listeners. But before we do, and I just I just wanted to give a, a an happy birthday to a very close, uh, well, a, a friend of mine whose father just recovering from um, major major surgery, and it's actually his birthday tomorrow. And he's a he's a massive huge Liverpool fan. His father, I was honoured and privileged to have dinner with uh, Sheikh Ahmed Al Khalifa of Bahrain last week, and his father. Um, He's recovering now. He's, he's very well. And I just wanted to wish his father a happy birthday tomorrow. He's a massive Liverpool fan, has been for 45 years, I've been told. And he's, and, and, and Ahmed himself is an avid listener and watcher of our channel. So happy birthday and, and best wishes to his father as well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and we seen a picture the other day of just Grizz sitting in the restaurant with this guy, and um, the feel, the amount of food Grizz ordered for himself was horrendous. <laughs> um, Detective Sergeant Joe Walsh uh, found the picture um, in the file and put it in, and the amount of food in front of Grizz can was horrendous. And Grizz's response was, "Please show the other four people that are actually <laughs> in the table." He and the response, everyone else. The he just was, left. no. <laughs> he left out everyone else and just yeah. showed me and me and two yeah. people with a big yeah. platter. Of it was a platter. It was like about fourteen times the size of the charity shield. The amount of gear you had on it. Uh, Sam Tandy says the LFC day trip has got more budget than FSG has for us this window. Great content, lads. Uh, you never walk alone. But now, in all seriousness, um, we we've tried to structure this for next season in to be more organised. To um, we're quite we're quite regular, aren't we? We're quite consistent in what we do. We're trying to be more consistent, and we're trying to get people to relate to shows. So you relate to us for most Sunday night, but we're trying to be more um, consistent with the people that are on shows on a whether it be a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday, um, a Thursday, wherever it might be. And, and we're not putting, like people would say, oh, they're only putting pre- and post-match shows in just for the crack. We're not. We're actually, when when a game is on, we're actually making the pre- and post-match the 
the flagship of that day. We're actually moving other shows around for them shows to be the flagship on match days. And we will move the forum or we will move the midweek fix or we will move Carnage. The only one that won't move is the Fatback 4 um, because we're on at 10 o'clock and usually Liverpool play about 4. So we'll be able to get that in. But during the week, Liverpool play at 8. So we move stuff around. So we're not doing stuff just for the sake of doing it. We're doing it because we believe that the viewers want to see that content. We believe that the people that we're bringing in are very good at what they do. And of course, you know, we want to be more consistent. And, and I think it's going to be brilliant. I think the Red Sea lads that are coming in, um, I think are very, very good. You have different opinions to each other and us, and us, which is good. And the lads are going to do the post-match stuff. Um, you know, you know, Chris, you, Darren has been on with us a couple of times. Conroy hasn't, but he, he comes recommended from a couple of people as well, all with different opinions. So I think that's really good. But um, I have to be honest with you, um, I'm just looking forward to people's reaction. Um I'm just looking for people's reactions with regards to um thing. Michael Ramsey says, What a rubbish lineup, not one female. I was gonna um, mention that, yeah. Let, let me tell you, Michael, I've contacted about twelve females over yeah. the summer. Um with regards to coming on to our shows. I've asked them, I've offered them places, and they've they just for whatever reason haven't wanted to come on. Okay. Um we have well, got some women. No, no, uh, let me finish. We have got women's we have uh, Chris Brack is looking at doing a monthly show on women's football and three of the panel will be women. Yeah. Okay. So Michael uh, wind your fucking neck in. And um, we've had Grace had uh, the Arsenal fan. We had we had uh, the lovely Jessica, we've had Emma yeah. Saunders, two of the yeah. best podcasters, oh, yeah. female podcasters in the you business on our the pod then because if you'd have watched the pod last week, you would have seen one of the best carnage guests. That Chris yeah. has had on, and, and she's going to be, and she's going to be a regular right next now, season yeah, as well. Yeah. yeah, look, this fella's getting her out, getting her eyes out, which he normally does, but at least he paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> Muhammad Jogi says, "Gav, useless. You couldn't even get Sophie Rose. Don't talk about Sophie Rose. This uh, girl I didn't know during know, yeah. um, a draft one night, but um, I'll, 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 I'll get Chris to ring her. Chris, Chris has the digits. No, uh, listen, I, I, to be honest with you, I like Michael's comments. Um, I like answering yeah. them, but don't. Don't even attempt to tell me that it's not. Yeah. There's no female on there because I have been open to females coming on. I've asked them. We've had females on in the last couple of weeks, months, wherever it might be, and I've offered people the chance to come on. They've turned it down for different reasons. You know, it doesn't suit them. It's not their thing. They're doing other stuff. That's absolutely fine. But I don't come across and um, accuse us of not having any females on because that that just annoys me. To be perfectly yeah. honest with you, and I make no apologies for coming on yeah. and being annoyed over that. No, and clip it up and send it on the internet. I'm annoyed that you made that accusation. That's absolutely fine. Um, lads, um, anything else before we go? Grizz? Nope, absolutely brilliant. I think we've gone way over time tonight, but yeah. it's been it's worth every second. Okay. Um, Shani, anything else before we go? Are you coming back from Carrick on Channel? I suppose is the big question. Same one. Yeah, same one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2024. No, no, I'll be back soon. But uh, anyone worrying about me, whereabouts at home, down at, don't be, I've seen a couple in the comments. Yeah. It's all good, don't worry, I'll be back. fucking great form. Not yeah, a bother. I'm driving smashing form, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it happened this morning. You were in, you were in a bit of yeah. um, a bundle. A bit of a no, I was in the least bundle this morning, but I only, yeah. only last a few hours. Don't mix your gargles. That's that's me, only one. Yeah, and, yeah. Do you know what it is? Don't put fruit in your drink. Sean, he's sending me pictures of grapes in his fruit, in his drink, and blueberries and all sorts. I stuck a grape on the top of my can earlier, and it done nothing for me. I'm being honest. I love grape. I sent, I sent Sean the picture. 
I, I cut a grape in half and I stuck it on the little tab that you you open with your camera and it done nothing for me. Uh, Don't tell the tax man. Keep telling before we go. <laughs> now, do you know before we finish up about transfers and the ridiculous nature of sort of transfer news and rumors? There was breaking news on Sky Sports news either yesterday or today that Manchester United were close to agreeing personal terms with the representatives of Rafael Varane. <laughs> That's what we have now as news. Do you know what I mean? So just relax about yeah. fucking transfers and where we're at. Plenty of time to go. We'll all be happy at the end of it. You can clip that. Good stuff. Uh, I've asked Johnny, I've asked Keith Chris. Did I ask you anything else before? You, yeah, you asked me already. And, and I, you I said no. You, I gave you no. Yeah. Okay. Mate, if you keep asking me, I'll fucking bring up something. No, nah, <laughs> don't. It's too late. It's too Fuck late. off. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that has been the fat back for this Sunday night. The forum is back tomorrow. I think it's a viewer's um choice tomorrow. So all the all the um stuff to talk about in the forum tomorrow will literally come from the viewers in the chat. And um, that's what the lads have decided to do tomorrow. Don't think we're doing that on Tuesday. And um, the midweek fix is back on Wednesday, and the new look will be debuted on that sure. show as a once off before we launch it properly and we probably make a mess of it but look that's how it goes uh Thursday will be a carnage slash transfer agenda slash i don't know what name he's giving it now he keeps adding on to it but that will be on Thursday, and we'll have a little break on friday and then we'll be back on sunday and as i said we're taking these little breaks to test what we're trying to do for next season and once the season starts you won't, you won't, you won't be able to get away must to be perfectly honest with you <laughs> that's it that's been the fat back for have a good one over and out Sports Social Podcast Network.